0: Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And we actually have a haunted update for yes, you. Yes,
1: we went investigating, which is was fun.
0: Uh and one of the was that, that was
1: my stomach. My stomach just gurgled.
0: So you got farts too? Yeah? No. Alright, whatever. Okay. Um uh one of the many roads, I mm-hmm. guess, uh in a crow toy in the national forest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went to investigate and,
1: yes. and some of that evidence will actually be up. We caught a lot of EVPs. Like I basically, uh, took, I don't know, something told me to record. So I like recorded with my phone. So it's not the best video quality. But um, I just wanted it for reference. I didn't even really want it to get evidence because we we're more so, like I said, like, yeah, it's nice if we get evidence along the way. But it's not like the number one priority in a mm-hmm. sense. Like we want to prove that it's there to other people. But like, you get what I'm saying? Anyways, so something told me to record because I, sometimes I get messages later on and I like to refer back. And so um, there's a lot of wind Right, in the video so I was like you know what let me kind of like go through like clean it up like I would podcast stuff so I ran it through audacity and I like you know like got a clip of the wind and like cut it out like got it so it recognized it and would clear it out that opened the door for tons of EVPs like it was insane like there's growls um we heard someone and, and the fact too like it cor- corresponds with what we were saying as we were walking down the trail, like we didn't hear it with our ears. Like we said, oh, we hear this and we hear that and we hear that, but we didn't actually hear the people. Then you get what I'm saying?
0: I don't know what you want to I'm saying yeah. kind of talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Now,
1: I I don't know. Conversations like a conversation. So.
0: blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Uh, we went on the roads. We parked on the side of the road. We uh, split off two groups. One on one side, one on the other. Uh me and Mike, uh, I guess our lead psychic in a sense, uh found a road that was off the beaten path. Uh essentially it was not connected to the main road. Might have a long time ago, but not anymore. And along that road we heard things, whispers. He actually found a man made um fence post, I guess. It was weird. It's like it just two branches or two small trees and a branch cut off that to lay very evenly between each two which was a weird marker yeah um amongst hearing different things in the woods from wh- whistling to um a woman cr- cry
1: it even sounded like someone like had like we got really worried at one point because it sounded like someone had tape over their mouth and they were like mm, 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 yeah that's even in the EVPs
0: to hearing running on the road that we were on yeah. like somebody was running at us um But the most strangest thing of all, the things we we heard and saw, the strangest was towards the end of the night when I did my final pull um, of the land. And I picked a certain spot that had a weird stone circle, like someone made stone circle in Mm -hmm. one section off this little dirt road. Um, So I decided to pull from there. And I did. And the energy coming from the land was intense. But it's what I saw after. Um, I knelt down in the direction of walking back to the Mm -hmm. main road. So when I, I looked up, I saw in the tree line, mind you, these trees in North Carolina are tall. They're at least 16, 18 feet tall in the air, right? Single
1: handedly, yeah.
0: And what I saw was like, at first, I thought maybe I was looking at the windows of a barn or a house, like a two story house and seeing Mm -hmm. the windows and a lantern being carried in the, in, in the between the windows, like someone's carrying it inside yeah. the house. But it was just the way the, the tree branches lined up and everything. They made it kind of look like that. Mm-hmm. But the fire, or it looked like someone was holding a torch or a lantern at the height of the trees walking in a direction mm. is what caught my attention. And also Mike, he saw it as well. And we were wondering what the hell that was. And it was moving. Bright enough for yeah. you to see, but it was just moving at that treetop line. So we ran back to, I guess, where we parked the cars and... Nothing was there. Yeah. The light was gone. Everything was back to normal. But we saw, specifically, like, orange-red light. Like, someone was holding a torch or a lantern. But at the height it was, it would have to be someone who was over 16 feet tall. Yeah. Which was completely insane. But, um, yeah, that was probably the most intense thing I saw.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than...
0: Spider nests. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. Ah! Like,
1: like when you go in there and it's the wooded area. Well, this is the thing, too. It's like the Crow National Forest. And you know, all the like lures and lures. Lures. <laughs> lures. Lures and everything like that surrounded by National Forest. And it's not like, hu- well, it is kind of huge. It goes. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's big. Um, but you know that there's like, wendigos and skinwalkers and weird things that happen there not per se at this one but like all around yes yeah. anyways but no the crazy thing too um because i actually took a picture of it and funny enough what isaac's talking about of course i was videotaping and my video camera or phone cut off right you hear like mike going what the hell is that and then, you know, I was kind of, like, running a little bit. And then it cuts off, like, when I go to pan to what it is. um. But, yeah. So, what was I going to say?
0: Something about you, something you caught?
1: Uh, no, the, the, the voices and everything else that we were hearing. And then it was, like, as soon as we got there, um, it was, like, someone was just watching like everybody was just watching. And I think that's the cool thing about what the locations we're trying to pick is basically areas that pretty much got forgotten. Now I remember what I was saying. So we also found this piece of wood, right? Uh One of the like a fence post. Fen- yeah. Uh fence post like a thing like it, it was a old piece of wood. And, you know, Mike picked it up and said, what, it like, what is that? So he looked at it and I took a picture of it and it's like a hand forged nail, like what they used used in like the early 1800s and, uh, or late 1800s. And I looked it up about hand forged nails and like, you could get them now, but like people really don't do that. And you know, it's more like collector type things that they do that with. Um, but they stopped making them in 1914. So, I don't know what that, if that, how old that piece of wood is.
0: Yeah, probably from settler times. Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing is like, I know me and like Haley were bouncing off ideas to each other and we were talking about like, even though it's modern times, I kept feeling like it was like, like settlement days, like when we were walking that path, like it just reminded me of that. And I kept seeing that. And I think there's, there's gotta be some sort of thing in the, in that area that has that. So I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be a spot that we're gonna investigate. Yeah, much more.
1: there's a lot more. There's way more areas, um, to it. So that one was kind of like, a trial run to see like kind of what's there and if it's worth like going back a second time but now we have like an affirmative we're going back a second time uh, i can't tell you when because i don't like to like put it out there where we're going and when we're going and all that stuff so
0: <laughs> but onto today's episode which is all about the th-
1: witching hour or the devil's hour yeah. and the fact that the veil is thin what does that mean
0: when the veil is thin in other situations yeah. like that yes so. And,
1: like, correlations with that, too.
0: Now, when was the uh, All-Witching Hour actually coined, that phrase?
1: So, they started back in the 16th to 18th century because they tied it in with the whole witching stuff. So, basically, if you were out during that time, it was you were associated with doing witch stuff.
0: Yeah. It actually comes from um, the Witching Hour became, uh, began at, at least, as they say, early uh, 1775. hmm And the poem called The Night of Ode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by Reverend Matthew West. Um, the origins go back further. Yeah, but um, the Catholic is, it mostly goes back because the Catholic Church prohibited activities between three and four a.m. to do with which activity at the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it even goes. It, it was in different cultures. Like it even was talked about an Anglo American, Native American, and his. Hispanic cultures, but the other, the hour.
0: yeah, the other, I guess, legend behind it is that three a.m. is the opposite of Christ, mm-hmm. who currently died at three a.m. or sorry, three p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, um, so the opposite, mockery. it's a mockery. So that's why three a.m. would be the hour they say that demons have their time to come out and do whatever they want. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when they, I'm trying to think back to my experience, and like I tend to wake up a lot at three in the morning. Like, it's just inevitable. And I think, and I was telling you a little bit about this before we started the episode, and I think a big part of that is a couple of things. I feel like when things, like, it may not have started out like that, but when you kind of, like, push negative connotation on something, it eventually kind of evolves to that. That makes sense? Like, there was so much, like, maybe the 3 a.m. thing didn't start like that. You know, but then they kept kind of like saying, oh, there's weird stuff going on and weird stuff going on and eventually became something evil. You know what I
0: mean? Well, I mean, which practices back then would happen at that time? Um, possibly because of that urban legend rumor of, you know, three a.m. is a mockery of Christ and the three a. afternoon thing. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be a reason why they practice at that time, creating the, the lore behind it. Yeah. Um demons being active at that time. I mean, you look at paranormal investigation videos from whoever and who, who you know, mm-hmm. from wherever. And activity happens regardless of the time of day. Yeah. Now it's more permanent at night and investigators, all other paranormal investigators, are kinda of debate, but the the over agreement is that because the theory is that the um the paranormal world mm-hmm. is absent of light. So mm-hmm. in darkness they feel more comfortable to be seen or at least to be around. That's why most activity is caught at night versus daytime. Though people have caught stuff during the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it seems that more activity happens at night. Hence why 3 a.m. would be the hour subjective with, you know, dark Mm -hmm. things.
1: Well I think too, like I'll I'll do it my experience. Um even taking my abilities like away. Like taking my psychic and medium abilities away. So I know because my son is on a crazy schedule, basically almost like a vampire schedule. Literally, he sleeps in there during the day and stays up at night. And I was like that as a kid, so I don't know. I guess we're both weird in that way. Anyways, so I'm up at around 3 o'clock. And I kid you not, the energy shifts, especially in that 3 o'clock block. I don't know what. Between 3 and 4, it shifts. And my other friends that are, have abilities, they o- always, it never fails, they always text, hey, I just woke up from this dream, da 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 hey, I just woke up, I felt, like, weird and I had to wake up. So, there has to be something tying that, like, I know there's, it's hard to kind of, like, prove it, but... I like to be in those woods at three o'clock in the morning. Could you imagine? Yeah, that's one thing
0: That'd we haven't. Kind of scary. Yeah, well, that's one thing we haven't done yet. Most of our investigation end around like ten or eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, because we all have day jobs. Yeah. Um, but we should try it at least one time to see. I mean, not say see how late we can go because we we'll all be tired by because like, we're old. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no,
1: like this last investigation, everyone looked freaking tired. Like whatever, drained. And I think that's because not a lot of people go there for intent of capturing or like interacting with spirits so it's kind of like it's like one of those roads where it looks like like teens would go down there like to be with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever
0: and you're pretty hiking in the woods i mean you're not used to hiking in the woods you can get tired out quick um (laughs) yeah that's true but no i think we should try at least one time see an investigation because maybe our abilities are heightened at that period
1: yeah i mean i get a lot of i feel like that's Not three o'clock per se, but nighttime, I get a lot, either nighttime or like very early in the morning, I get a lot of downloads. Throughout the middle part of the day, I really don't. And for anybody that doesn't know what downloads is, it's basically like a jumble of like messages and information and clicking and like, like things start to click. You're able to piece them together. It's kind of like what a download kind of
0: is. Getting answers before questions. Yes. Yeah.
1: You just get like a flood. It's just like a flood. And then you're like, yeah. Start piecing it throughout the day. <laughs> but yeah, mine always come at night. And I I had a tendency, though. I used to wake up a lot more. Well, I guess when you're pregnant, you kind of have insomnia. But I used to wa- wake up a lot. Actually, thinking of which, I remember one specific time where I was pregnant with Killian. And um, I had woken up and it was like right at three. And... I was pregnant. I was like, oh, great. Do I have to pee? and my stomach just like in a weird position? And I remember waking up in the entire, around the entire, it was like a, it's a queen size bed. So around the entire bed was shadow figures, but it was like shadow figures of people, if that makes sense. Like they didn't want me to see their facial features or their face, but it looked like like kids and adults and like old people. And like, it was, they were all around the bed. I don't
0: know. You're doing that before, yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing weird, I guess, happened to me over a three o'clock hour that I ever experienced is that Ooh. that's a story I've told numerous times. Yeah. But if you haven't heard it, because this is the first episode you listen to, um, which go back. There's a lot of good ones. Um, uh, especially because it explains when I, when we say abilities, uh-huh. um, there's an episode where I do talk about mine. And of course, Megan always explains hers. But yeah. anyway, moving on. Um, the only time I ever had any experience at, um, say three o'clock in the morning is when we were dating and I think it was I was sleeping over and uh I used to work I mean I used to well yeah at the time I worked overnight uh I was overnight stalker for a grocery company that's where I was at the point and I would always be awake at night and sleep during the day sometimes I would go to sleep with you because I'd just be so freaking tired yeah but one of these nights I did and I was awoken uh about three o'clock in the morning now, it was about 345, 350, because I remember I checked my phone. I was like, what time is it? I was like, oh, i was so tired. And I checked the time, but I was instantly distracted by the sound in the room. And it sounded like the fan was coming from, like, a helicopter blade. It was like, whoop, 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 whoop. It was, like, super loud. And I kept hearing scratching on the walls, like like nails, like claws, scratching everywhere. Not from one specific point, everywhere. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I, and you always sleep on my, my chest. Like I have my arm around you. You sleep on my chest. And I look over to you to see if you're awake and you're hearing this. But no. Megan was twitching in her sleep. Like someone was electrocuting her. And she was her eyes were closed. But her head was twitching in like every other direction. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And the, I did the only thing that came to mind to, to stop it. Was I crossed your forehead like priests do. And you instantly stopped... But I felt like someone was staring at me, like with mm. hatred and heat and anger. Like you sort of, you know. And I look up in the corner, um, like in a direction, like guess like in the top corner of the, of the room, like right next to me. Yeah. And I see it's a black mass of a shadow. Within the mass were these two red eyes staring at me, almost like a dim glow from like like Christmas lights, staring at me. And I was like, "What the hell?" I mean, I instantly thought demon. But then I look at my phone because I remembered the all witching hour. And I saw 3.50. And I looked at my phone again. 3.59. Boom. It goes to 4 o'clock. Silence. The fan. The scratching. Silence in the room. And I look up at the corner. The Black Mass is gone.
1: Mm.
0: And I told everybody next morning and you were freaking out. Everything oh, like yeah. That, but- <laughs> because
1: that's the house if anybody hasn't. Listen, before I go back and listen, because I tell a lot of stories about this particular house. But it was probably the most intense, the worst, the most craziest situations I've ever been in, paranormally, in that one house. And I swear it's on tainted land. Like, it is on bad land. Like,
0: Wouldn't put it past it. Like, aimed.
1: satanic stuff happens yeah. in the woods. Like, it is bad.
0: Yeah. But, moving on. The veil itself, as people talk about, the thinning of it, or even the veil that exists, is a meta, it's a, it's a, it's a term or phrase used to describe the difference between realms. Now there's different theories on the afterlife and where souls are, spirits hang out before they come here, or they come back and forth. Um, I have a theory about the fourth and third dimension, how we're in the third dimension and spirits are on the fourth. Mm-hmm. God would be the fifth and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to use that theory to explain this because it's the best way I can. The veil seems to be the bridge between the third and fourth dimension, so it usually protects us from seeing them, and I guess it's necessarily protect them from seeing us because they can easily come back. It's almost like a one-way door, yeah, or a two-way for them, one-way for us to even try to see, right? Or not even a door to us. <laughs> Unless you have abilities like yourself and and I do and other sidekicks and stuff like that who can have have access to see through this. Um this veil is over our eyes, which is the original reason why that phrase was even created. The veil over your our eyes to protect us from the spirit realm. So we oh, don't wow. see it, right? Oh, wow. Um so when the veil is thin at certain hours of time, which three seems to be one, or even at night, mm-hmm. um spirits can be seen. And some places that are extremely haunted with a lot of spirits, the veil is there because they have easy access to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Is the veil thin there on purpose? I don't know. Sometimes the veil is thinned on reason because portals are created. And there's so spirits get through and stuff like that. So like, some places you ever go to, you step and all of a sudden you feel like yourself swirling or like almost like in a vortex. Like you don't have, you're drunk apparently to yeah. stepping in a one spot and then you get out of it you feel fine. Usually those are indications of portals. hmm um, which I've actually been in one at the library. Yeah, we talked about we previously investigated. There is poor layer and that's what it feels like when you're standing in it. But that's, I guess, a basic theory of what the veil is and how it, when it's thinned, you can see spirits that are on the other side. And as I said, the spirits either it's demons, angels, you know, things like that or that hang out or that hang out that are from the spirit realm. Um. I mean, the best way I use it to describe it to people when they talk about the veil and stuff like that. Now, something I actually wanted to do is access this easier.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. my ability lies in my hands and controlling energy of the dead and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about it numerous times. Is to get through this veil to get to the other side. Yeah. Which is something I'm still practicing on. Mm. But that's a story for another time. Yes. Onto what we're talking about is that, um, the veil itself. Mm hmm. But the veil itself Mm -hmm. is, I guess, the act is the reason why we can't see spirits. Why average persons, average people are uninitiated. Um, what, bad vein impression?
1: Uh, No, (laughs) sorry, my vision went out, so. Yeah. I know,
0: but it's the reason why we, we can't can't see spirits all the time. You know that are all around us, yeah, in different places. Some more concentrated, on others. But uh, hopefully, in the future, we might invent technology to get past and see this. Yeah. Though, would would anyone want to see? Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people would probably just choose to ignore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Another crazy thing that I found out, and I didn't actually kind of know this. But the Amityville Horror, like, murders happened at 3 a.m.
0: I'm sorry. I was thinking about the Axe murder house. No, the uh, Amityville Horror, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And he yeah. said, like... Well, when a
0: guy was, basically killed his family in the night yeah. during a storm. That's why they didn't hear the gunshots. Yeah. And the peculiar
1: yeah. peculiar thing is that, like, yeah, the neighbors didn't hear the gunshots. They didn't hear anything. And with that many... um, But... So it it took place, the murders took place, November 13, 1974, at 3 a.m. And I never could pronounce this guy. DeFeo, I think, is maybe his last name. I'm not sure if I'm mispronouncing that or not. But
0: I don't remember what the movie said.
1: Yeah, no. I can't remember. Um, but he basically kept hearing voices at 3 a.m. And I guess maybe that's when he just like snapped and or whatever. But I think it, I think 3 a.m. has a lot to do with, like you said, the mockery of the devil. And then it also is technically most people that go around, that go to sleep around 11 o'clock, you will be going from a deep sleep into a lighter sleep during that time. And I think, I think too, one of my theories is, okay, so if you look up things on lucid dreaming, you look up things on dreaming in general. A lot of times people say, you know, you got to watch out. You got to be careful what you kind of bring in on the astral plane in a sense. Right. And most people with abilities, they kind of like work with dreams and on the astral plane and all that stuff. I fully believe Negative things can come through when you dream. It's almost like you're a portal, kind of. You yourself are a portal um, because you're kind of in in the astral plane in the dream world. And I think basically most people, most people, depending on your time zone, are asleep at three in the morning. Like, if you take this town, right, at three in the morning, I bet you 75% of people are asleep. Kids, adults, the elderly, Hmm. whatever. Plus, a lot of people also die in their sleep. So I think that, that also is basically like, like your vessel is empty in a sense, or it's easier for something dark to come in and they might be at their strongest at the mockery of Christ.
0: Well, that works in play with the idea that most people who have been possessed, mm-hmm. um, they experience, uh, oppression first, right? Yeah. Oppression, then possession. Mm-hmm. And they experience oppression in their dreams have nightmares and stuff like that. Yeah. All every, every person they were talking about being possessed. They talked about the early days when they, before they were, talked about they had nightmares of being like tortured in hell and things like that before they were. So yeah. that makes sense. An oppression in oppression and the level that they would attack you in your dreams because they have access to your mind or your essence of yourself because yeah. you're less protected and, and the realm, REM sleep, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because essentially possession in that, how I understand it is that literally it's a demon. So basically, if you believe in like your soul and all that stuff, your soul, your body is your vessel. Your soul is you. Yeah. Right. Well, essentially in possession, it's basically like your soul is kicked out almost.
0: And not going to say kicked kind out kind
1: of, it's like it's pushing it. You know what I mean? You're like in
0: prison in your own body.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you're pushed away in a sense. And, um, so, I feel like at three, o- at 3 o'clock, they might be at their strongest to come over, like, the darker stuff. Yeah. Because uh, you even look in, like, sleep paralysis stuff. A lot of people will say that, you know, 3 a.m. is when they experience it or, like, that kind of morning night. I know for me, I always wake up between 3 and 5. So, I mean, it's something. I don't. I don't think... It's like 3 a.m. doesn't mean anything. It's just whatever. You know what I mean? I think there's importance to it in the paranormal world and like with. Yeah. Countless
0: investigations people have done in the past, three o'clock in the morning, there's been Pacific time to catch evidence amongst the entire night. But sometimes the most dangerous things I've ever seen on Ghost Adventures or any other paranormal show is that a lot of things around 3 a.m. involving demonic activity has Mm -hmm. heightened it. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the most I've ever seen was. Uh, when Ghost Adventures, one of the first episodes that went to Bobby Mackey's, Ugh. around the hour of three, I think they were in the basement, and that's when Zach got scratched. And he had a big, giant, three-long scratch on his back. Well, he was he was provoking them, but yeah. it happened around that time, which would make sense if have had that amount of strength to do that to somebody. Yeah. All right? Sorry, the right side of my head it was hurting. Yeah. Which indicates a warning of some kind. Um, I think I forgot what I was going to fucking say. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like, shut up.
0: Yeah, Don't talk about that. Oh, that's game. right. Okay. Um, And why, I guess, uh, my point was being, there's a theory I came up with a while ago. And it involved witches. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that I had the thoughts, and this is going to be really out there. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> but then you a lot of stuff we talk about is out there. And um, I had the thought that, you know, what if... We're looking at souls, human bodies, right? mm-hmm. spiritual realm, and stuff like that as pseudoscience instead of futuristic technology that we don't understand. Because mm-hmm. to people, if you took a cell phone to someone in the 1700s, they think you were a wizard or a witch or something because mm-hmm. they didn't understand it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Futuristic technology, to people who don't understand it, looks like magic. Mm-hmm. So what if witchcraft and stuff like that, even psychics, have – almost embedded technology in them or this technology we don't understand Mm -hmm. to hack into the spiritual realm and which is when they perform spells or something at three o'clock in the morning, cause that seems to be the best hour to hack in do so in creating portals or let's say I'm not much of a hacker with computers and technology. So I'm just (laughs) making, just trying to figure out what I'm saying, but basically create access ways for this information from the other side to be accessed. Hmm. Right. So that was, I, I had that thought, I don't know how many months ago, but I, that just like it clicked in my head. almost an epiphany, right? Maybe that's why witches and war- warlocks and stuff like that have ability to access to a spiritual realm more than most people because they learn to hack it through spells and stuff. Because spells aren't just, you know, this is what if, by the way, it's not just like, you know, crazy stuff that people say and stuff like that. What if it is verbal technology to hack the veil, to get access to the other side, in mm. symbols, right, are the
1: because the universe technically communicates in symbols, yeah. and geometry and stuff.
0: And symbols, like even dark symbols, like the pentagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that, are used to access the other side through it being used, almost like a uh, algorithm used to t- hack into the other side. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no evidence behind this. It's just a thought I had, but when I line up with a lot of different things, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, and why they use, you know, specific times because the specific times best to hack in and vice versa. Like, let's say King Solomon's ring, mm-hmm. right? The whole story behind him and how his ring was able to entrap demons or jinns, depending on which religion you're talking at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and use them to build his temple. That symbol. That was on his ring. He was given a knowledge of how to use that symbol to entrap them from yeah. God. Because he asked God for God granting him what gift. And he asked for wisdom. Knowledge. And he knew all these symbols and how to use them. Solomon's seal and all those different things. Symbols and that technology and algorithms and cheat codes to access the other side. Yeah. Which he used.
1: And that makes sense even yeah. with manifestation and everything else.
0: So that's uh, so our theory is that psychics and stuff like that, we have almost like an upgrade to our bodies to access the other side. Ew, it's Creepy. Hey, when you think about it like that, yeah. yeah it, kinda,
1: it is. <laughs> that is kind of
0: creepy when you think now, about see, it. Now, my, see, my hope in the in the future and stuff like that is that psych, uh, paranormal will be seen as another form of science and studied in such a way. And I'm thinking that this, what I'm talking about, could be – a. F- might be discussed the same way in the future. Yeah. Right. Which that'd be a weird feature to look at, but it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably blew some people's minds. Yeah. Like,
1: what the fuck, Isaac?
0: <laughs> I, I, I just, I, it just, it just, it just clicked in my head because I thought like, because you know how hackers use code and stuff like that and how, uh, I forgot what conference it was, Neil Tyson, some other like top eggheads scientists were talking egg. about
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh, egg heads, egg heads. Uh, what I can't even speak. Egg heads. Egg heads.
0: <laughs> I, I can.
1: Got Oh, egg heads. There you go. There you go. Egg, <laughs> See, I egg heads. See it. Egg It's <laughs> like my G egg egg, egg. heads. Hey, okay, I don't know
0: where our speech got speech impediment from. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um I was gonna say, oh yeah, and they were the, the top scientists talking about how the code of life mm-hmm. is almost in the binary, the zero one one zero or zero one zero one, right? And it's almost mathematically designed. Yeah, that could be on purpose, mm. right? And that goes with the idea that we were created not by accident, right? The universe just didn't happen; it was created for a reason. Yeah, which people debate on. Whether, but them discovering that that it, it has designed mathematically, right? And they say math is the language of of science and stuff like that, a language of everything. Kind of proves that, but they don't want to admit it that in that way. But and again, in the future, hopefully, science will study paranormal. But yeah. that's just my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dang.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think I dropped a mic right there.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a shorter one because I know like last week's was a lot of like encounter stories and just a lot of talking. So well,
0: that's what all this is. Oh yeah.
1: Duh. Sorry. It's all a podcast. No, it's not to like- show <laughs> you pictures. <that laughs> you, you know what I mean? Just like a lot, like a lot of stuff. So I feel like with this is kind of like an easy, like a smooth jazz episode.
0: But it's not a subject that we haven't covered because we always talk about it. Yeah,
1: but I feel yeah. like it's it's important in yeah. the paranormal world to talk about this, even with abilities, but not abilities with random people. Because I'm sure I've never met anybody that hasn't had a story or something weird happened at 3 a.m.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Well, Investigator wise, but. um, So I to get to do that.
1: Next week we're going. Going, going back. Going back. So this is we did part one really early on in our podcasting. Yeah, one of the first 11 yeah. and 12 episodes. Yeah. So we're going back to Terrors of the Deep. Part two. Part two. So, scary shit in
0: the ocean. Which, after spending time on TikTok, oh, yeah. found a lot more.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot.
0: And I actually have more theories on why that is. But, let me save that for the episode. Yes. Um... So if, if, okay, or what was I saying? <laughs> if you guys want to suggest episodes to us, topics that you want to hear us discuss, DM us. Yeah. Exactly on, uh, Hidden the Shadows podcast, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you can DM us there or on Twitter at Hidden the Shaw 6. Yep. Uh, or find access to all social medias or even email us at hidden the shadows podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Those access to our merch and, um, yep. basically everywhere you can stream us, everywhere you can, um, you know, find us on social yeah. media wise, stuff like that, but access to everything.
1: Yeah. And, um, if you have any, like, encounter stories that you wouldn't mind, like, us sharing, um, let us know because, like I said, we're, we had a post a couple weeks ago about, uh, kind of updating our YouTube. And uh, one of the things is, is sharing encounter stories. Um, because I feel like a lot of people through the podcast have connected with us through their experiences and our experiences and, all of that. So if you have any kind of stories, you know, like paranormal encounters while investigating, paranormal encounters by vacationing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, send them to us. We'll, you know, like read them and either use them on our social medias or, um, and of course give you dedication for it. Um, but yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah we are also part of a paranormal team, like we discussed in the beginning. Yep. Um, called Shadow Walker Paranormal. Yes. Yes.
1: And they are also, um, a cool thing that they're doing is basically, um, one of our, uh, psychics, Mike, he, um, one of the founders of the group as well. He is making jewelry, like protection jewelry. And then I am getting into the candle making business. So I am also going to be contributing protection candles. So stay tuned to that, to that um instagram because they're going to be posting soon yeah so shadow walker
0: paranormal merch in a sense (laughs) yeah and protection gear i should say yeah uh what's the social medias on them
1: um instagram is at uh shadow walker paranormal you can email if you have any kind of like problems or anything like that shadow walker paranormal at gmail.com um Go ahead and go to the link in the bio on their Instagram and then it'll bring up their Twitter, their everything, all the links.
0: Yeah. So as we always suggest to people that if you're dealing with anything and you live in the, um, North Carolina area or even South Carolina, West Virginia, it's about as far as we can travel in Virginia and uh, surrounding areas. Um, if you have a dire case and you live across the United States, Hey, you can try to help you best we can. Um, But we are always open for cases of people dealing with stuff at their homes. Um, two of the investigators, part of the team, has dealt with that before, uh, dealing with people at their homes and stuff like that. And no case is off limits for us to handle, as we always say. Um, our main goal is to help people. So we're not like gonna charge you money to, you know, expel things from your home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're just trying to help because, as the great Lorraine Warren once said is that people have the hospital to go when they're sick they have the police to call when they're dealing with crime, but they have no one to go to when it deals with the paranormal Yeah. and investigators like she was and her husband and investigators like we are mm-hmm. are trying to be the ones that people go to in situations when they're dealing with the, the paranormal and dire need of help yes so um
1: dang over here gonna make me like <gasps> <laughs> What a speech.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, Jenna. Yes, Jenna. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you look forward to next week's episode, Terrors of Deep 2. Yes. We'll talk about all the things in the hidden in the, uh, the sh- Hidden in the ocean. <laughs> I was going to say all the, all the things hidden in the shadows in the ocean, but I guess it sounds something, yeah. funny. Anyway, all the, the, all the terrors that are hidden in the ocean. Yes. Um, and as always, guys, we'll catch your widows in the next one.
1: Yes.